Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Foray. And we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. I am really excited about today's episode because, guys, we are going to be sharing a secret that will help you leave each day feeling completely prepared for the next. I feel like we're excited for every episode, but this is a big one because there is no worse feeling than leaving school and just feeling that stress of, oh, but I'm not ready for the next day. So this is definitely going to help you be able to spend more time doing the things that you love after school because you're not worried about being prepared. And decreasing that anxiety while also making you just feel so much more calm, right? That's the best of both worlds. But before we jump into it, I want to share a time-sucking hurdle from one of our listeners, Erin. Erin says that her TSH is making new material perfect, even if it's the first time I'm implementing it in my classroom, like perfectly color-coded and laminated in the just right container before putting it out for students to use. This will take my time away from projects I'm already working on and make it so that by the time the materials are ready, that concept or skill no longer needs the materials for practice and I have to wait until the next year to try it out. Erin, I have totally been there. That perfectionist side of me has taken over when it comes to preparing materials, and I can completely understand why that is a time-sucking hurdle. Hey guys, and don't forget that we have a live event that's coming up on March 28th, and we are so excited about this event. Now, there are only a limited number of tickets, so make sure that you head over to the show notes, click the link down there, or you can go to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store to check out more about this amazing Top PD event. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about those must-dos that you have to have so that you feel prepared by the end of the day. A lot of the things that we end up doing they may not be as important or as relevant as we think they are. So we're going to share some of those must-dos. And I have a little story for you because back when I first started teaching, uh, there was this story that kind of went down the grapevine and it always had me in awe by like how this teacher had made this happen. So it was a morning and no one had a single idea that there was a teacher. She was in second grade and that teacher was not in the building. Um, Nobody had a clue where where she was or if she was even there. But the crazy thing about it, guys, is that her students went into her classroom that morning without a teacher there, without a sub there, without an assistant there, turned the lights on, opened up their morning work. They selected their lunch for the day. They put all the materials where they needed to go and they got to, they got to their seats and just started working. How amazing is it to have your class so well-trained that they're able to do that? And that means that that teacher would have had to have everything prepared and ready to go for the next day. So that really speaks volumes about that teacher and her ability to be able to to prioritize and make sure that she has everything ready to go. I also have a story, but mine is a little bit different and a little bit gross, so just prepare yourself. <laughs> there was a time a few years ago where I woke up in the middle of the night, well, middle of the morning, it was like 3 a.m., and I was throwing up, which I don't get sick super often, but for me to be 
throwing up like multiple times. Oh, it was horrible. And I instantly knew, okay, there's no way I can go into school. But I also was in no position to be able to write set plans because I was literally vomiting every few minutes. It was horrific. But that meant that that burden that went on to my team teachers, they had to get my things ready for me. But thankfully, I had left all of my materials for that day in order on my desk. So it was super easy for them. Now, having things prepared for the next day of teaching, not only is it going to make you feel better and you're going to feel less stressed, but it also allows it. So if you are not able to be there the next day, if you have some sort of emergency, everything's ready to go. Your team teachers have it under control. The substitute has it under control. So it's really a win-win situation. And guys, it's like that idea of if you've ever had this happen to you, then you are going to totally relate. But you have a sub planned because you have a meeting. And so you get all of your materials ready. You have it ready for the night before. But then some reason that meeting gets canceled and you walk into your classroom with everything laid out and ready to go. And you just feel great. Like you walk in saying, man, this is going to be a really easy day because everything is out and prepared and ready to go. Yes. Now we have had sub shortages a lot lately. So there have been times where you're planning to attend a professional development the next day. You prepare your sub plans and you hope that a sub picks up the job. But if no sub picks it up, you don't go to that meeting. So you end up coming in the next day and everything's ready to go. It is such a good feeling. Sometimes it's frustrating that you had to write sub plans and didn't end up using it, but you do end up feeling super prepared. So our secret to be able to leave feeling prepared for the next day is actually creating a checklist. Creating a checklist is a really easy way to make sure that you can leave feeling prepared and you've checked off all of those boxes and you've done everything that you need to do. Now, the benefit of a checklist over a to-do list is that you can use it time and time again. A to-do list is meant to house those tasks that you have to do one time, but a checklist is designed to house those tasks that you find yourself doing every single day or every single week. And when you have it all in one place ready to go, you're not searching your brain for, wait, have I done that? Or wait, what other thing do I need to do? It's all in one place and you're ready to go. I also like to have those checklists handy for those days where I feel like I have a brain fog. Those days where I come in, it's like, I just, I'm not with it 100%. I just don't feel 100%. What is it that I'm supposed to be doing? And I start kind of searching for things to do. Having that checklist ready to go helps to keep me focused and helps to keep me productive. But it also really helps when you have those checklists handy you can either put it in a substitute binder or you can have it posted onto a bulletin board by your desk area. And so for those days when you're vomiting on the floor all night long yeah, or Yeah, mine morning, went in the toilet, but thank well, goodness. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank goodness for that. But when you are not feeling good, you have that checklist available for those teachers or for a sub who is going to walk in and they don't necessarily have sub plans ready to go. They can at least follow those checklists and still have your classroom running the way that you have it running yourself every day. 
Yes. So now that we understand why it's important to have these checklists, we are going to give you all some steps for creating your own checklist. We're going to talk a lot about creating a checklist for that evening routine, those things that you do before you leave school or rather an afternoon routine, because hopefully you're not leaving in the evening time. But you can use these same steps to develop other checklists, such as a morning checklist or a Friday checklist with all the things you need to do for the start of a new week. So keep in mind that these tips can be applied to many different areas. Step number one is to find a repetitive task to create a checklist for. These are those tasks that you do every single day or week or month. For example, that afternoon checklist. Every single afternoon, you have a set list of things that you're probably doing, whether you realize it's the same every day or not. Obviously, some days are a little bit different, but there definitely are those core tasks that you're doing every single day. So you could create a checklist of all of those things you need to do before you leave for the day to help keep yourself on track. So once you have identified exactly what is that repetitive task that you are going to be focusing on, for instance, that afternoon checklist, step two is to write down all of the steps that you are going to be doing on that daily, weekly, or monthly basis. Now to do this, if you're doing the checklist for the afternoon, you need to actually go through your afternoon routine. So this might mean that as you are going through your afternoon routine, have a notepad, have an iPad somewhere where you can just jot down notes and write down all of the things that you are doing while you are doing it. Now, we recommend that you do this over multiple days so that you can make sure that you're not missing any of those steps. And you really need to ask yourself, what are the students doing the next day and what do I need to have prepared and ready to go? So this might mean more than just you turning your lights off and making sure your tables are clean and making sure that your chairs are stacked. This might mean that you have to have a morning message posted and ready ready to go, that you have their morning work out printed, ready to go for students to pick it up as they enter into the classroom. You need to be thinking ahead and thinking, what is it that my students need to be doing in the morning so that you don't feel rushed to have to get those materials ready to go? You also need to think ahead about any sort of special events that are happening in your school. Right now, we have Jump Rope for Hearts. So I have to have two students ready to go to be my jump ropers. And so they have to go out in the hall and they have to jump rope. Well, now that's changing a little bit of my routine in the afternoon because not only am I having to make sure the morning message is up, but I need to have those two students selected and ready to go. So you might need to temporarily add certain steps that month or week and then take it off once that is over. That's such a good tip, Bridget, because our schedules are constantly changing. So you do have to learn how to be flexible. And we'll get into a little bit later with storing your checklist, but we do recommend doing it digitally because then when you need to make those changes, it's super easy for you. So step three 
is to find ways to minimize your checklist. A checklist is only as efficient as its length, meaning if that checklist is super long, it's gonna take you a long time to get it done and roll on out of school at the end of the day. So we do wanna keep that checklist on the shorter side. And that means you can start giving your students responsibilities to help make your checklist smaller. Obviously, there are certain things that personally as the teacher, you have to do. But a lot of the things that we have to do in order to clean up our classroom at the end of the day or get ready for the next day, our students can totally help us with that. One thing I always have my students do is they help stack the chairs and they go through and straighten the desks. That's one of those tasks where if it doesn't get done, it's not the end of the world. But personally, I really like to leave my classroom clean at the end of the day. So I have my students help me with that. So it's one less thing that I have to do. Now, Bridget, I know that you have your students do something super special for you. So how about you tell them about that? So I decided to have a kitchen helper. And what that what they do is they clean out my sink, they clean my coffee mug. And y'all, this is the best. And if you don't have your students doing this, you're going to have them doing this after this. But I have them prep my Keurig for the next day. I know it sounds... It probably sounds awful to someone if you think about it, but they love it. They put my coffee mug right underneath so it's ready to go. They open it up. They op- they place a new Keurig cup right in that slot and they make sure that the water is filled up so that when I come in in the morning and I'm turning on my lights, all I have to do is pop it down and hit the start button. It is fantastic. That sounds just so soothing to me. I don't have a coffee maker in my room, but I used to. And now I'm like, man, why did I never think of that? So then once you have your list that you've created and you've minimized that list completely, you're going to go into step four, which is figuring out a way to store your checklist. Now, you could absolutely use a paper checklist that you create and you laminate it so that you can use it with a dry erase marker every single day. However, when you have some of those changes that you need to make, guys, you're less apt to truly go back and change it reprint it, relaminate it, recut it, you're just not going to want to go through all the steps. And so that's going to increase the likelihood of you actually forgetting to follow through with all of the different things that you need to have completed. So that's where we recommend that you do something more digitally. Now, Michelle has introduced this to me, guys, and I am obsessed. Michelle, do you want to share that? Yes, I store my checklist through Google Keep. So Google Keep is both an app, but it's also a website. You can access it through your Google Drive. There's a little pop-out from the right-hand side, and there is, it almost looks like a sticky note, and it's kind of like a golden orangish type of color. That is Google Keep. So you can access it right in your drive, or you can expand it out to a full browser window. You can access it on your phone, and you can even access it on your Apple Watch, which is a game changer because there is nothing better than going around your room, getting those items from the checklist done and being able to just check it off on your watch as you go. It's magical. Essentially, Google Keep is a way to store notes, but within those notes, you can create checklists. You can add in check boxes. You can add all of those items of those things that you have to do. And what I love about it is at the end, you can actually click a button and it will uncheck 
all of your items so it's ready to go for the next day. I do have a video on my YouTube channel where I show making a checklist on Google Keep. So we will link that down in the show notes for you. Yeah, guys, it is so, so good. I am truly obsessed with it. And we also recommend that you have these checklists available in multiple places. So like we said, have one inside of a sub binder, have it posted up on your bulletin board somewhere where you can access it, have it on your phone, anywhere that's going to make it easier for you to use it and it's going to make you want to use it more often. So now that you have identified that repetitive task, you have created all the steps that are a part of it, you've minimized your checklist and you have stored your checklist, you are ready for step five, which is to use it and reset it. This is the most fun of all of the steps. And this is the step you will be doing over and over again every day or week or month as you are using this checklist to help you stay on track and allow you to leave feeling prepared for the next day. It's super important to get into the habit of referencing your checklist. Making a checklist is fine and dandy, but if you never actually use it, then it's not serving you. You went through all of that work for nothing. So you definitely need to get into the habit of referencing that checklist either on a daily basis or weekly basis or monthly basis, depending on what your checklist is for. If you wanna know how Bridget and I recommend that you build a habit, make sure you go back and listen to episodes 001 of our podcast. It is all about how to build habits. So we will link that for you down in the show notes. Now, as you are using your checklist, you have to reset it at the end of every time that you use it so that you're ready to use it the next time. If you are using that laminated checklist, make sure that you erase all of the check marks. If you're using a checklist digitally, make sure that you uncheck all of those boxes. You may even need to add that as the last item on your checklist to reset the checklist. If you need that extra reminder, there's no judgment, go ahead and do it. But once you build that habit, you use that checklist, you reset it every day, we promise you will be able to leave feeling so much more prepared for the next day. Now, don't forget to go back and revise as you find that your needs are changing for that particular routine. I found that I did way more for my students at the beginning of the year than I do for them at the end of the year. So because their needs changed, my routines were changing. Okay, so let's review all of our steps. Step one, find a repetitive task to create a checklist for. This may mean that you're doing something daily, It could be weekly or even monthly. Step two, write down all of your steps as you are doing this. And this might mean that you need to do it a few days in a row to see if there's any discrepancies between the days and the list that you're creating. Step three, find ways to minimize your checklist. Guys, you have students make them work. Minimize that so you have less to do and you are more likely to truly use that checklist at the end. Step four, store your checklist. This can be either a paper that you laminate and use a dry erase, or it could be something that you use digitally. Step five, use it and reset it. It's not gonna work for you if you don't follow through, you don't use that checklist and reset it to be able to use it the next day. 
Now we're going to give you all a little bit of tough love because everybody needs tough love. If you are just listening to us talk about creating a checklist, but you don't actually go out and create one, you're not going to get the results. You're not going to experience that feeling of leaving at the end of the day, feeling stress-free and prepared for the next day. You have to actually put in the work and create your own checklist. So we're challenging you to sit down and create a checklist. We would recommend starting with your afternoon checklist, but feel free to do any checklist you feel like you need to create as soon as you finish listening to this podcast. To make it easier for you, we have created a step-by-step guide to creating your ideal checklist, and it's free. So make sure you head over to teachingonthedouble.com slash 011 in order to download it. And within that step-by-step guide, Bridget and I have included our own afternoon routines that you can use as an example. So make sure you head on over to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash 011 to download your free step-by-step guide to creating your ideal checklist. That is so exciting. All right, guys. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.